Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Well, buckle up, get ready, because we're going on a trip today. We're going on a round table, and uh, we're going to get that kicked off in just a minute. But before I started the round table, what I want to do is remind you guys to go check out letstalkdubs.com if you want to register for our one crazy weekend event coming up October 6th and 7th. Make sure you go to letstalkdubs.com. Register there for the car show and the poker run. It's 30 bucks for the car show, $50 for the poker run, $80 for both if you're not good at math. This is the best weekend that you're going to have with your clothes on in Las Vegas. So make sure you go check that out. It's our one crazy weekend where we've got a poker run, a car show, and a strip cruise. So it's going to be a great time. Uh, you guys will look forward to kicking it with that. And uh, it's just it's just the best time that we have in Vegas with a car show. Now, in addition to that, make sure you guys support our sponsors uh, of our of our podcast and that would be vw trends magazine a magazine for the people by the people check out dan ledbetter right now you can follow him on instagram or on facebook he's going to be showing up all across the country different vw supply houses and parts places and you get a chance to win a lifetime subscription to vw trends so make sure you guys check out vw trends magazine at vwtrendsmagazine.com subscribe today they just had latest latest issue come out some pretty rad rides in that issue, so make sure you guys peep that out and get subscribed today. Also, don't forget our sponsor, Ross Wolf. You got some funky-looking deck lid hinges on your bus. Make sure you go to rosswolf.com and pick up some of their deck lid hinges. They've got some billet-machined deck lid hinges, replacements for your raglio busted-up deck lid hinges on your bus, and they're top-quality stainless steel they are made from billet, and they are unbelievably durable. You can paint them, you can polish them, or you can leave them in the metal finish that's there right now. They'll outlast any set of hinges you are. They work as good as new, if not a little bit better. And for those of you guys up there in the Rust Belt, get yourself some Ross Wolf Billet Stainless Steel VW Bus Deck Lid Hinges. They work from 1955 to 1976. They're $80 bucks for a set. So get your hinge right and go see Ross Wolf at rosswolf.com. That's R-O-S-S-W-U-L-F.com, rosswolf.com. So without any further ado, guys, we're going to get into it today on the podcast with the roundtable. You probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen. George T. Bill T. Welcome to the uh, round table. Oh, snap. Going for <laughs> round two on that. Don't worry, bro. Welcome to the round table. We're doing this all remote, Bluetooth, all kinds of action over here on the podcast. Super high tech. And, uh, you know, we've outlasted another one, bro. There's been a couple of podcasts that came and gone since uh, kicked off Let's Talk Dubs. And uh, I was out just perusing the competition, if you can call them that. And uh, the one that was out not too far long ago was disappeared, bro. They haven't put out an episode in like a year. But hey, what are you gonna do, man? This I make it look easy, baby. Well, that and honestly, there is a little bit to be said for that. It looks easy when you're on the other side of listening, and it's a lot different to do. A lot of people can observe and say, "Oh, I, I would like to try that," and then you have to 
physically put the time and effort and work into it. Yeah, no, there's no question. I mean, you know, when I started the podcast, I started it because I thought, you know, I can record something and we call that watch there, bro. And I said, I can, uh, I like to start a podcast because I wanted to really do some VW talk. And obviously every, all of our listeners have known that, you know, it's evolved into quite a bit more than it's more of a VW history recording yeah. almost. <clears throat> I mean, I've just been chasing down history and I've got more stuff coming up. We've got, uh, I've got Greg Aronson slated to come on. So we've had a really great conversation recently. Uh, let me see who I've got coming on. I've got Greg Everson. I've got George Otto. I still have, um, I still have to finish the ones that I did in England. Richie. Richie King. Uh, Dave Andrews. I mean, there's still plenty to come on board, but a lot of people have been clamoring for the uh, round table because people really like the round tables because they like a little bit of back and forth, some of the discussion. They like the brotherly banter. Is they what do, they like. bro. They the brotherly banter. <laughs> they do. So um, a couple topics. Well, first, I wanted to give, uh, you know, just uh, some uh, recognize uh, Hot Dog Fred passed away. And so... Uh, R.I.P. Man. Yeah, condolences. He made a man. good hot dog. I didn't know the gentleman personally, but he made a good hot dog. Yeah, and he, you know he was the guy that had the bus that was built that they did at the overhauling for. Yeah, and uh, the controversial Chip Foose bus. I'm going to call that because uh, it was a love or hate thing for wow. sure. And and I I'll tell you why I loved it because it was a Chip Foose original, and Chip Foose has his own style. But definitely. And for that being, if, if you can appreciate Chip Foose's style. It's like, you know, when you have, when they take an artist rendition and they'll have, they'll give, uh, when sometimes I've gone out to some of these um, malls or city functions where they have like, I can't remember where I was, but they did like a, like a bull and, uh, and the bull that they did, it was like a, a, a cast plaster cast bull, right? Like a raging bull. And they gave it like 20 different artists and every artist did their own rendition of the same platform. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be so cool to do if I were to do that with, let's say, a Bug Buster Gia, just pick a platform, one platform and give it to five builders. I think that would be the coolest thing to do. Like yeah. if, And especially, let's say, some of the guys, if it, some of the guys that aren't traditional, like I wouldn't do like, you know, like Buddy Hale, Bob Cook and the guys that build VWs all the time. I would give them to like let's say that's a this is a great topic that I just randomly came well, up with on top of my head. Well, let's go back real quick and just uh, RIP to. Oh yeah, Dog rest Fred, in like, peace, hot dog Fred. No, for sure, man. Now we Condol switch over to Foos and condolences to his family. But yeah. you know, when we talk about hot dog Fred, you can't talk about hot dog Fred without, without his about national yeah. public uh, exposure. I, did you ever know how he felt about it? Did he like it? I, I don't it think being he, so controversial. No, no. He, he got know. rid of it. He wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm on the hot dog Fred uh, side of that because there I don't know. I, I got the, you. the iconic change of the front is what got me to get rid of the VW symbol and put the Volkswagen script. I didn't dig it. I didn't like the lowering of the belt line in the back, making it level with the taillights the way you did that. There were certain things I that, I that that was done to hot dog Fred's bus that I did not appreciate. Well, and so, but that, it's nice. But that's beautiful. the difference between you and me. Like you're looking at it from a VW purist standpoint. I'm looking at it from like, I look at it as, as truly the blank slate that they can be. Mm -hmm. And and I think if I were to pick, I'm going to pick, uh, I'm going to see how many I can list in a row. If I were to take a bus, a bug, a gear, or any of that stuff and take one, I think it would be super cool to do to take, to, to take just a stock bug, bus, beetle, or whatever. Take it to these guys. And just to be, to maximize their potential, I would take a beetle, right? 
a beetle and I would drop it off to, I would drop off one to Chip Foose, right? I would drop off another one to Steve Strope. I would drop off one to Ring Brothers. <laughs> I, I would drop off one to all the guys. There's a Goobsley's Custom that uh, does um, a bunch of cars that are out of like, I think Alabama or somewhere. Mm-hmm. I would take one to, I'm just trying to think of other people that would do, I mean, I think I would, I, I, part of me would say, I'd want to give one to Jesse James, but we've already kind of seen, I don't want to say we've seen what he's done because he built one. To, he, to, did, he did one on Monster Garage. He's done his own his own cars. I mean, and I don't know. Yeah, Jesse's. I, I don't know how different he would get from anything else. Whereas, opposed to those other guys you're naming right there, well, they kind of have their own style of build. Correct, and, they would put and that, their signature and to that's kind of not what to say I'm that Jesse at. James doesn't have his own style. He totally has his own style on it, on his bikes and and his and his firearms. And but I think yeah. if you gave it to him with like, you need to build this to say Jesse James on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, brand it well, with with your look, right? Yeah. And Jesse. This is a lot of people don't know this. Jesse, I've been in contact with a couple times on Instagram. Two times he's agreed to do the podcast. And every time I try to hammer him down, like, Jesse, let's get you on the podcast, he just goes ghost on me. So, any guys out there know Jesse, drop my DM, be like, yo, bro, why aren't you coming on Let's Talk Dust podcast? Because I know he would do it. It's just probably a schedule thing. And, yeah, and you know man. what? I'm making a commitment right now. I'm going to reach out to him tomorrow. I'm going to send him another text message, be like, Jesse, this is Bill. Let's talk dubs. Let's sit down and hammer on a podcast. But right now, that's one, two, three, four guys. Who else builds, has their own uh, style of Volkswagen? Because you have Dwayne, who's up there in, used to work for American Hot Rods. He's been on the podcast, and he built one, and his was kind of his surf style. Well, you already got your did fifth there if you think it. about, like, Foothill Fabs. Like, they're not, I mean, they're VW guys, yes, but they're doing almost a more hot roddy build to that bug that they're doing. Correct. Yeah, so, so, foot, so Foothill, yeah, Foothill Fab. Because they're not following the norm. They're not like, right. oh, we got to make it into this formula, fuse, right. dump it, all the chrome accessories on it, you know. And I'm just trying to think of any other shop. They might be on Fuchs. Any other shop, any other, any other hot rod shop that would be anywhere in the nation that's just known for, oh, Heck, oh, throw oh. Kenny Fitzer in the mix, dude. No, I mean, like, oh, no, no, <laughs> yeah, there's no question, dude. Kenny, KPD Designs, Kenny Fitzer, uh, for sure he's in the mix. And then... Um, Troy Rad Rides by Troy. Troy Trapnier. Is that Troy Trapanier? Yeah, bro, that guy built some ridiculous. Is that really stuff. how you say his name? Trapanier. Yeah. Bro, we're like brother. No, I never met the guy, but that's how. Oh, yeah. Like he built the Buick. I own a Buick. So I probably. I'm I mean, right. you guys are almost related. It's Trapanier. That's how I'm saying it, bro. If he's, I've always heard Trapanier. If he has beef but with that, be have him come on the podcast. Matter of fact, one of his guys or a couple of his guys that work for him are VW guys. One of them is in the VW some way somehow because someone reached out to me. It's and, not far fetched, and I get peppered all the We're time. We're like an infection. I get We're peppered everywhere. all the time with with people that like, oh, you should have someone on the podcast. And man, this freaking job is getting in my way, bro. Like my day job, and I, he's I gotta, trying to get rid of it, guys. I he's gotta, trying, man. I gotta, I gotta quit this day job so I could do that. But you know, you going guys, back to what you said about the podcast thing. Well, pause, pause for two yeah. seconds. Let me wrap this up right here. Let me put a bow in this. Put a put a put a bow in it. So bro. I want you guys to give me your feedback on Facebook. And I'm going to put a post up on, on the Facebook page of Facebook and Instagram. If I were to take a, a you know what? Let's I gotta, do this parameters. Hold on. 65 Beetle, identical. They're, they all get the shell. Five show, they five, get the shell. Five shops. And Where, they can five do shops are they going to? whatever they want. I, I'm more and than five shops. And don't call them VW shops because they're just going to no, do we're not, we're we're not talking doing like, VW let's shops. break the mold. Hold on. And the next one has got to be Kid Dean. Kid Dean down there in I'm San Bernardino. 
he did this. He did the chop square back back in the day, but he's Dick Dean's son, and he's got a real hot rod style. Mm-hmm. So I would do. I would also do uh, Kid Dean. And We're like nine now. So I've got one, two. So this is my list of people that would get a car. It would be uh, Chip Foose. It would be uh, Steve Strope. It would be Ring Brothers. It would be Goobsleys. It would be Foothill Fabs. It would be KPD Design. It would be. Um, Rad rods by Rad rides by Troy, and that would be. Um, I can't read my own writing. It's the last one. It was the last one I said. I wish my glasses at, bro. Where's my glasses? But it would be the uh, the last one that I said was. Uh, I can't. I, you want glasses? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you glasses? I can't read. Hot garbage. <laughs> Hold on, bro. I just struck. Go. Oh, kid Dean. Kid Dean. Kid Dean. Kid Dean, man. Because because he, I know he built a sick a sick hot rod style you know beetle so i think it would be i think it'd be rad to do that but yeah. go ahead you were t- you were talking about we're talking about the podcast so when you're talking about the fact that podcasts have come and gone and whatnot and it's effort and if there's no reward going back to you on this one there's no reward from this podcast besides i mean it, obviously you get the reward of like when people send you emails and like dude i love the podcast stuff like that but there's no financial reward for this if anything it costs you money to do um you have to want to do something like this as a passion project. This can't be something like, ah, I'm going to be whimsical and do a podcast this week and not do it next week. Because the other thing that's super important is consistency. It's got to come out every week and it's got to be there for your listeners. And I know you've flubbed it up a couple of times with not releasing them on time, wherever like that, but they've been very few and far between. And that's very difficult to do, especially since obviously I just started my YouTube channel a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago. And it's, it's hard to create content and put it out as a scheduled thing when you're still doing everything else in life. I still have to get jobs done. I still have to do stuff at home. I still have to do all this stuff. And you have to, you have to balance that into life and still put out something. So I think that's why people will try it because it does sound easy. It does seem easy. Oh, they're just talking about Volkswagens. <laughs> you got to do it. These guys thought it was so easy. They put like one microphone in a room, and I think they recorded in a bathroom because it was like oh, there's echoes yeah. all over the place. It was. He forced me to listen to this garbage bro. as we're coming back from Sacramento. <laughs> Look, like, listen to this. I, like, was, I don't want to hear this. It's horrible, dude. Yeah, but I, you know, part of me is like, I like, I like to hear it just to see like what else is out there and to see like. And I ask myself, like, is, is my podcast like that? Like, do I do people want to turn it one, off after five minutes? Comparison is the thief of joy. <laughs> so never compare yourself to anything else. You do an awesome job on this. And well, it's all self-motivated and it's all self-done. And I'm not trying to blow smoke no, no, up no. your ass. I'm, like, telling but, you as a fan of the show, not just your brother, but, this is an entertaining endeavor that you've started. But, but I think I think also it's more it's, – it's less about comparing, but it's like I want to see – Cause I like the like I listen to other podcasts all the time because I get hypercritical over things that I say and mannerisms oh, yeah. in my voice and things oh, like yeah. that. And like I'll listen to Adam Carolla, right? One of my one of my, a big fan of Adam Carolla. Totally. Um, uh, you know, one, one of the original Podfathers. He's like he he left radio right. and did a podcast, which he was on terrestrial radio, like yeah. a successful radio show. And you know he he has a VW story. Hot VWs did a little blurb with him about his mom's square back. That'd they be drove a great get across for from. But he'd be cool to have on he because would. he's a car he's guy. A real car guy. You know what I mean? It's not a bullshitter. And he's a car guy. We we could talk. Car, my friends. We could talk a little bit. You know, we could talk some Volkswagen stuff and some car stuff. But he's. It, it would be. I think it'd be a blast to have him on Heck there. Yeah. You know, other people that people have suggested I get on. They're like, 
some people reached out and said, oh, you should have Fluffy on there. And I said, yeah, you know, I, I reached out to a friend of mine who does his cars for him. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, I'd love to get Fluffy on the podcast. Now, I'm not going to hound anybody and chase no. somebody. Same with Jesse James. I sent him two text messages. I'd like to have him on because, but I want like But some effort OG. does need to be put into when you're dealing with someone of the stature of Fluffy or Jesse James because they're going to be a little more difficult of a get because the, probably the window of opportunity might be getting a little smaller on that. So maybe you might have to put a little more effort in them something that big as opposed to like a regular guest, you know, you call me up and say, Hey, you want to do a, a round table? I'm like, okay, I can do a round table. That's pretty simple and easy, but I'm not Jesse James. I don't have, I don't have, you know, I don't know what the heck he does, but I don't have that kind of weight on my right, shoulder. Right. Right. But what I'm saying is, you know, we're, you know, the plan is to get, uh, get him to help out here so, for sure. Me, so, but as we're talking about that, there was a, there was a good thing that, that we had here. That was my podcast rankings that I received. So I thought I didn't know if you, is that the fresh uh, messenger was fresh, that showed uh, up? fresh off of the uh, fresh off of the press. My nephew just walked in. Bill's son walked in with uh, some paper. I don't even know what it is, dude. This was all happening in the background. Well, this is clearly it's legit because it's from a guy named Carlos. Oh, <laughs> signed it. Happy podcasting, and he said, "Let's talk dubs." Is ranking very well in the United Kingdom. Hello, how's it going? Hope all is well. I have some cool information that might interest you. Your podcast, Let's Talk Dubs, has good performance in Apple Podcast rankings in the last 30 days. So my position, my lowest, my highest ranking position is number 15 in the category of automotive mm-hmm. in the United Kingdom. Awesome. So all my homies over there in the UK, keep it up, keep downloading, share the podcast. We've obviously just had the two that came out recently with, with UK the gentlemen British on The invasion, them. yeah. And I'm assuming... If I know you, you are out pumping yours and talking to people and giving out stickers and hopefully doing stuff like that. So, well, and, and may have actually people, people don't know about this stuff unless someone shows it to correct, them. Correct. Which is why it's important that the fans share the podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? The listeners share the podcast. I hate calling them fans. If you want to, if, if you want to help out anybody doing anything, then share it with your friends. That's, that's how today's society works. If your friend is, he has a business and he's trying to get business drummed up. Share it on your Instagram or on your Facebook or whatever. So let me go through the rest Help of this list. Out. So posi- so next ranking is 19, and I'm in 19 in automotive. Ca- these are all under automotive category. So Belgium, I rank 19th. Uh, Norway, 19th. Australia, 24. Ireland, 26. New Zealand, 29. United States, where do you think? There's a lot. Oh, of, I'm going to say there's gonna a say lot you're of 50, podcasts. Four. 30. <laughs> oh, good. That's good. Yeah. 30 in the last I know there month. are a lot more podcasts here. There's a ton of podcasts. Yeah. Automotive? Like, when a you ton search of them. when you search automotive podcasts, there's a yeah. ton. That's good, Bill. And so and then in Sweden 41, Germany 83 and Canada 96. But Canada they're all drunk on maple syrup, yeah. bro. So you can't really I mean, what are you going to do, right? A? So I think it's I think it's rad that uh that you know, the podcast is growing. I haven't put money into it. Part of me is like, oh, I should just dump a thousand bucks just marketing the podcast. Why? But well, it, here's I what love I, the organic nature of it. I honestly yeah. do. I like that. Like when you were telling me how to pump my YouTube channel, I'd rather it just grow on its own and yeah, organically but, but, than, than me like, hey, guys, please like this. Please do this. I'll also, put it on my own yeah, but, social media. But I don't want to flood all them pages like ruined and all the other VW pages just post my stuff up on them. I don't know. Yeah, but but that'll also be my downfall. Why I don't have ten thousand followers. But and all that in, stuff the, on in the same it's respect, right. there there's a, a method means to get it out there in front of people because there are people that would look for this. Like just recently, if you guys have started noticing, uh, I made an adjustment on my 
platform that I launch my podcasts on and it produces, it automatically produces a static image picture on the, uh, on my, um, <laughs> on a YouTube page and it puts the audio of the podcast, which I didn't know how I felt about that because I really wanted to do video podcasts on there. But, but I don't video have, should be of good quality. It and, shouldn't be like a grainy garbage one angle. Yeah. Well, and no. what I and what I want to do. So what, what's better? Just a static image with the audio text behind it. Because a lot there's a lot of people yeah, if, that if people listen to it that way, for sure. There are a lot of people that don't even do. Po- they think a podcast. You know, people go, "I'm going to watch your podcast." I'm like, "You don't watch a podcast. Yeah. You listen to a podcast." But I actually had a customer say, "Oh, dude, I've been watching your podcast. Like, have you my, been watching my, my videos?" Because it was meaning my videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, because I, I have a YouTube channel. I don't have a podcast. I said, I'm on my brother's podcast sometimes, but I don't have a podcast. Yeah, and so a lot of people have that misconception that a, you know that a, that a video uh, podcast is a podcast. A podcast is primarily a radio show. An on-demand radio show is the best way I describe it to people. And what I love about this one is 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 the history that I find out that I get to share with the listeners because it's, it's amazing to me. So many stories, like even just talking to people on the phone, I've had, I've got John Lazenby coming on soon. Uh, John Lazenby. You, I don't know. That just helped right. What, but no, what I'm saying, but like John yeah. Lazenby, like who's John? Lazenby? Well, John Lazenby yeah. was DKP one. Mm-hmm. He was the general manager for auto house. So I have the general manager for auto house. I have the owner for auto house. I'm starting to build like an auto house yeah. thing that I'm going to be putting out. A you could have an auto house playlist. Well, but I but what I'm saying is like I've got the owner, yeah. I've got the general manager, and then I want to track down a couple of the franchise guys that were running some of those franchises because there was, I'm trying to think there was another guy that didn't just, you have one the guy from New York wasn't he one of them? No, he was Impy of New York. Okay, my he bad. was the Impy distributor on the East Coast, and and unfortunately that one was he's an older gentleman. It mm-hmm. was a, it was a little bit tough because it he's was. he's a bit older. It was. But you know, part of me because but I'm glad you got it because I I'm carry <laughs> that's the problem cuz now I carry this flag of like the documenter of history and I'm not biased by like this is good, that's bad. It's like if it was part Oh, this guy isn't current right now or if whatever, it was like, part of the history, I wanted to get it, yep. especially if those guys are still around because I want to hear part of what they have to say like you know, when I was talking to uh, Greg Aronson, which I'm super excited about him coming on, I'm like, look, everybody knows Ron Fleming from Fat Performance. Mm-hmm. You're kind of back in the shadows. And he's a different guy, right? He's always kind of a back in the shadows, but he's done a ton of stuff. He's the other part of Fat Performance. He's been there forever. He built Tar Babe. He built the Aronson Holmes car. He built a lot of stuff. But for him, the, the the automotive hobby is different. For him, it's mm-hmm. a hobby. It's something that is not his life, and he separated. At least this is my impression. We'll mm-hmm. get more in depth understanding once we get in the podcast. But he's kind of he's had his automotive stuff that he did, and then he had the rest of his life. But it, but he's had an automotive hobby, although it changed and skipped around a little bit. But it's going to be interesting because that one will also help me a little bit with my starting to transition into a little bit of that VW history that starts to bleed into the off-road side because I th- there's a bunch of history down that that's relevant and can kind of tie together, which brings me to... Bob McCracken, RIP, brother. Yeah, Bob McCracken passed away recently, and I've been chasing Bob. Yeah, he's been trying to get him on the podcast for, for a while. It's, it's been, unfortunate it, it didn't happen. It's it been really a while, is. and you know my condolences go to the family. He was... He was... Uh, he was... He was Bob... Good dude, Henri Cuss. Oh, yeah. And that was the part of the part that you liked about him, right? Yeah. He, you get to a point in your life where you're done taking yeah. crap from anybody. Yeah. And he, he was there years ago. He, and I, I always tell this story. 
um, I was so I was there recently. Just stopped by to see Marie, his daughter, and his son is the name McCacker might be familiar because his son Rob is one of the most winning off-road racers. Yeah, that's that's, that's out right. He's driven everything. Yeah. For, and then he's gone back to class 1600s and you currently know, he, he's still in a trophy though. He's ran just about every class and he's won. He's still on every podium, right? Yeah. And was one of the youngest drivers racing for Ford. But there would be no Rob without Bob. And I really yeah. wanted I wanted to kick off the Vegas off roading history or the Ve- really the Vegas Volkswagen hobby history that had got some sort of somewhere, starting with Bob because Bob owned the store. Now, when I would go to the store in the 80s, it was Pat Dean was working there. You had Dave. Pat, you had Dave, and you had Marie in the back. Marie was doing the stickers. Yeah, or, she used to do vinyl cutout stickers. She was, doing, she was doing some of that stuff in the back. And I'd go in there. I remember I'd go in there. So I had to be 17 at the time. So I'm I'm working at the Olive Garden, and I would go in there. My check would be about 260 bucks. So I'd walk on in there, and I would endorse my check on the back. I would walk through the store. I'm going to need these chrome pulleys i'm gonna need this hubcap puller <laughs> all this unnecessary stuff that i needed i would walk up to the counter they tally it up up oh, 86 dollars, and then they would just give me the change back so i wouldn't even have to cash my check i would just yeah. get my check i would go straight there and it was just such a cool thing because i was thinking like man i was like i was so into this hobby and it was like it was my car i get to build it i get to do these things I mean, you remember you were there as a scrub yeah. helping me do like buying a 1600 dress up kit for my 1200 finding out nothing fits. nothing <laughs> like, i think that bending f- headers yeah like and then we had headers and we're like ratcheting this is before you knew anything about a torch or a welder and that yeah. kind of stuff we're like we're gonna make this header fit like buying a 1600 header for a 1200 motor but just all these things so many good memories of like how we started this hobby how we we're just scrubs back in the day and you know, and how even today when people get in the hobby, they start the same, right? They'll buy the wrong part, they'll do the this, but they're so excited that they've got something that they can go home and bolt this onto that car, and they've customized. That's it. the importance of shops like Nevada for a buggy here locally in town is the ability to touch a part and walk home with it and put it in your car for that instant gratification. Yeah, and especially in today's day and age with the internet, I mean, you can order some parts from some shops and get them here the next day. To me. I shop it off for a buggy still. I always have. Yeah. Always will. Even as someone who can get deals in better places because I try to support places like that to make sure that they're open and, for everybody. And what's completely know? insane is that they're <clears throat> like the only shop left here That's in town. It. The only so shop you, you have, can walk into and yes, buy VW the stuff. The only brick and mortar shop yeah. for VW parts in That's our it. town. The only one. Because Myers is gone. Mm-hmm. He no longer has his parts department there. Um, Butch's Speed Shop is strictly side by side stuff now. They have, they do have a VW aisle or, or several of them, but that's not it's their just, focus. But it's universal VW yes. Sandrail stuff. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we don't, Beetle Barn no longer does parts. Like he used to have a little parts room that he would sell yeah. out of. He doesn't do that anymore. Um, we have Dan Volks, who's new to the game, but he's going to be mostly mail order, but he does actually keep, like, I just got a set of compound built Fuchs for him today because he had them in stock. Yeah. You know, so it's like the compound boat fukes, like the cut face ones. Yeah. So they do a five inch and a seven inch. You buy it as a kit. Oh, like you have to get cut them to face. Go. No, 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 no. No, they're just narrowed. Like, oh, you know how they gotcha, were actually gotcha. narrowing them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're casting them that way so you don't have to get them all welded and cut. That was Pip was involved in the production of those. Right, so right. the part number has a CB in it because it's compound built from what they were going to do with. I don't I don't even know if they kept doing that with Pip or not, but the part number has a CB in it like their hardware that. What do you put in those on? They're for James Pulley's yellow gear. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So he's changing from 15s to 17s? Going to 15s Are to 17s. Are those reps that are on his car? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the fifth sin. Whatever it is. It's one of them sins. <laughs> that's a joke of the first slice plate that's on the car. But uh, I was I, I tell you, I was happy. I was in I was in off-road buggy the Friday before Bob passed. Yeah. And we were just shooting the breeze back and forth. Like we always, I would never just walk in there and get a part. I always would talk to him for 10 to 15 minutes usually. And he was like, ah, Marie wants me to stay at home. He's like, but I really like coming here. He's like, I get to socialize with people. He's like, you know, because Mercedes, his wife had passed, passed a year or so ago. And he's like, I just really like coming here. He's like, there's nothing for me at my house. Yeah. He's like, I just want to, I want to come here. I want to see people and I don't mind it so much. So I know that Bob was doing what he wanted to do till the very end of it. And yeah. uh, he was doing it Bob's way. Yeah. So RIP oh, yeah. to, to Bob. Great dude. And so here's what's cool, right? So I'm there hanging out and I was talking to Marie and I was talking to her husband. You know, her husband's had some health issues, some random health issues lately. And so I'm, ta- I'm chatting with them. And then a guy, Bill Holbrook, comes in. He's the guy that I was talking to. I don't know. When you're waiting for me to help pack up some stuff, I was talking to those guys over by the trailer. Well, that was... Bill Holbrook, who mm-hmm. he worked at Nevada Off-Road Buggy, which is our still and only VW shop that's here in town today, when it was Off-Road Buggy Supply back in the mid, yeah, be in, 80s, in the early, like early 80s, 80s yeah. when the guy from Arizona walked out of the building. He, he told me the whole story about the whole thing, so I'm going to grab him to get the story of that because that's a wild story, right? How a guy just walks away from this Buggy Supply shop. I don't know the story. Yeah, so you'll hear all this story. It's cool. So, oh, will we? So Bill Holbrook, <laughs> and then after he, he's got some really, really cool stories, really yeah. cool stories. He gets that job. He, he's working there, and then he ends up going over to Abaco, which was like this wrecking yard that was right off the I-15 in Lake Mead. The dude's name was Old Blue Eyes. They called him the old man that worked there. And they had a big part section, and uh, Victor Torres built the engines over there. And so Victor Torres has built tons and tons of engines, and he was selling parts out there. And it's so funny because this guy is a staple in the VW scene, goes out to this big car show, and no one knows who he is because Mm -hmm. he's just kind of doing his thing and just kind of retired and just back there hanging out. So I'm going to get both those guys in the podcast and start building my Vegas Volkswagen history because I think it's so cool to build that history of the local VW scene. I know how, Jose Myers personally and probably get him to do it as well. Yeah, I think it'd be he's great. He's got a very strong Argentinian accent. I love it. I love it. he's a super cool guy. But I want to get a story. I want to get yeah. all these guys' stories. He was a porter at, because I asked him, he was a porter at Sunland. So he was a porter at Sunland. Warren Stevens right. was a mechanic at the time. Uh-huh. And Warren obviously left in 59 to start Beetle Barn. And then Jose was a tech for a while and then obviously opened up his own place. He said that, that what would happen, and I heard similar things from Warren, is customers would start, I want them to work, I want him to work on my car only. Like he would, I want Warren only on my car. So when it got to that point, then people start contacting Warren direct and that's how he opened up Beetle Barn. And the same thing was with Jose. Yeah. You know, like people, would, I want Jose only on my car. I want Jose only on my car. Yeah, super no. nice guy. I'm stoked because he calls me for advice sometimes, and I'm floored by that because I'm like, you know, yeah. Hey, I'm working on this and I'm running this problem, and I'm thinking like, how do you, how do you not know? But does, he's doing, does, he's dealing with newer stuff like does, people bringing lowered cars and stuff. So does he's he not still have his shop down in Boulder? He does, he does. He sold the building. So here's how here's how bureaucracy ruins businesses. This gentleman owned this building still, just recently sold it, but he owned the building that sold the parts and 
was the shop and the yard, everything. Mm -hmm. He owned the whole property. So he sold the business, Myers Auto Parts, to Napa mm -hmm. locally in town. So Napa started selling out of his location mm -hmm. with the name changed to Napa. So when their lease was up, Jose gave him the boot. He went to refire his parts place back up, and they wouldn't pass his building for inspection He's like, what, you know, but they wouldn't grandfather it back He's in. He's like, I've had my parts business They're here the for 50 years. The same parts business for 50 years. And they wouldn't let the gentleman open his parts business back up. Because he was. He was going to fire up Myers Auto Parts again. Because his right to compete clause was over and everything. I, he told yeah. me the story. I was floored. I was like, that's insanity. Yeah. Absolute I, insanity. I think, those, I think those stories, you know, I, I don't know if any other, any other hobby is so self-made like the Volkswagen hobby. Yeah. I don't have any formal training. But what I mean is, like, when you when you're talking, I don't about, think Russell ever went to school for VWs. Yeah, when you when you look at every one of these shops, I mean, you you're talking doing. you're talking from Rick Sadler's story, who was just <clears throat> one of the VPs at MP. You, all these guys, you know, he worked for Mister Bug forever. You talk, you look at all these guys in the industry. There's really no formal tra one guy that I know of had formal training. A couple mm -hmm. guys, I bet a few of them did. I'm sure Jose and Warren did because they were tech. Can you remember one of the one guys that did the podcast that had formal training? Ah, I don't. Formerly trained by Volkswagen, Fred Simpson. Oh, there you go. There that's you how. Go. That's one of the ways that he didn't get drafted is that they were looking to hire. They were looking to hire people that were. Um, it was uh, automotive mechanics and accountants or something like that, and I thought that was really interesting. How they? Uh, I'm gonna turn the fan down over here. It's kind of loud. I I thought it was interesting how how that unfolded how that's how he got into doing volkswagens like yeah. he got pulled into being a volkswagen tech so that he wouldn't have to uh get drafted yeah. Well, yeah well yeah so I, I mean i just think it's pretty cool because they needed mechanics and and i wonder when the government will ever do that again right like when we need people you know like now like now when we need people i was, I was just talking to scott gildner i talked to, i called scott gildner the other day he's working on the deck lid for my split window. He's making some. He's making a custom seven inch louver mold to punch mm -hmm. louvers in my deck lid for my split window. And um, is that why, why seven inch? What's the because I just of? want a seven inch like a seven just inch one wide, row of them, three down one side of each. If you guys still, I will stab you, bro. I will find you and I'll be like, who did it? But <clears throat> three big louvers down each side of the W deck lid because I don't care. And uh, okay, so you're talking to Scott Gildner. And I'm talking to Scott Gildner, and we're talking, and he's just like. He's like, I, you see on the news all these open borders. He says, I don't see anybody coming to work. He yeah. says, I had it. And usually the body shop business, like Hispanic oh, yeah. guys are all. The, he's a guy comes in with a translator, doesn't speak any English, and says, this guy will come work for you. He wants $1,200 a week. And he's like, let me see him work for two days mm -hmm. and see what he can do. And he's like, well, he just needs money now. So if you pay him, and, and the funny part is like the guy that's translating for him is probably taking, 600 taking, that. taking a cut or whatever. Yeah. But the, the fact of the matter is, I was talking to Scott because he's building, he's building a fastback Mustang right now. He's building all kinds of stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, I can't. I just can't find any help." He's like, yeah. "There's just nobody looking to do any work, and it's just the worst thing." And so you're, you're looking at a hobby that's going to get really expensive because there's fewer people doing. It. I mean, yeah. even right now, we have no locally. Well, in Vegas, we have all the tranny builders that are in Vegas. All the tranny builders at this point are all working out of their houses. Yeah. Because you've got Steve, who we just connected with Steve. Mm -hmm. We've got Artigas. Uh, Artigas, and you've got uh, Bitcon. And Bitcon does oh, them. Oh, Lloyd side. actually doing them? Yeah, still? Lloyd, Lloyd does them on the side. He's the guy that he, he advertises on. I know he does automatics. I yeah. just didn't know if he was like. It's just crazy. I mean, you, you look at this stuff and you think, 
We're it. We're. I think this goes back though also to it's a generational the, the bureaucracy thing. thing too. Like it's difficult to start a bit. It's difficult to start a business in certain automotive trades because you know the the permits, the this, the that. You know. Well, especially when you look at how much rent is right now. Yeah. Like the rent is out of control. I mean, I was I was talking to the to the spot that they have over there, that the spot that they're doing the parts out of right now. I think it's like three thousand a month. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Marie. Marie. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But you're talking. It, buggy. It, it's it's what uh, eight hundred square feet. It's yeah. an eight hundred square foot. Uh, it's very small, and they should be cutting those people a deal. Well, and here's the, but here's the, the problem. The there's no spot. there's no cutting someone a deal. There's the market rate for retail space right now. And yeah. do they need to be where they're at? They don't. No. They're there out of convenience, and that's the place. Because I was talking, I was like, "Why did you guys end up here?" It was the sh- it was the fastest they could yes. find a place that Bob was the was closest to the owner and ready could get them in right away. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just crazy right now. So, um, and there's so much empty commercial property everywhere. There's a, lot. there's a lot. I don't get this supply and demand. Supply and demand's malarkey. But. Yeah, it's just crazy, and the v, the VW hobby, as much as it's changing, there's still new stuff coming out yeah. all the time, you know. Um, but you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about in the podcast was my trip to Volksworld. Yeah. So we're gonna segue a little better than that, but hey, hey, well, but why don't you tell me about your trip to Volksworld? Well, my trip to Volksworld was <laughs> unbelievable. It was nonstop the whole time. Uh, I'd, I'd anticipated to be able to go to the show quite a bit more, but what I ended up doing is we flew in the show. The show is Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I had been speaking with Paul Knight. So shout out to Paul Knight for, uh, you know, the editor of Volks world for really laying out the red carpet for us. You know, me and my friend, me and my family, you know, were able to get in there and he gave me one of the suites. He gave you early access to the gave venue. Me early correct? access gave me one, gave me one of the suites upstairs where I could record everything in kind of a quiet space, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool because it kind of overlooked the part of the racetrack and stuff. And well, this is what you do to yourself when you go to shows. It was just yeah, and I this is what you do to yourself. Like, and I like you could have had a great time at a show, and said you're like, "Hey, we should do a podcast." When. 15 minutes good for you yeah. yeah and you like take somebody upstairs and you spend two to three hours talking to somebody but upstairs and I, then, my attitude is like i gotta seize the moment i get it i'm there i get it you, you could know? also i could have stayed or... i could have i could have stayed there for a week and i still gotta well, you know you're going I, back i still gotta get java johnny He's so when the, you go back you should you should be calling and organizing these things and go back a couple of days early and try to knock out three or four podcasts yeah we've got a bunch that i'm going to be doing uh over the phone that i want to get here soon like java johnny george otto's coming on soon george otto's a, why is that name from there he's a publisher he's uh he's got a pretty long history his cars have been featured in, in uh the vw magazines he's got a type 34 he's a he's Hardcore VW guy, and he's a publisher for one of the VW magazines. Uh, he's got a long story history. I'll go over mm-hmm. his whole resume when he comes out. But um, so he's on the phone. Uh, Lyndon Creamer, he's coming on. So he built oh, the really? food bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've already been chatting with him. He's a he's a good cat. He, I was supposed dude, to you see the new one he's doing. I suppose yeah, I was supposed to get him at Volkswagen. God, dude, he's like, oh, I'm just gonna straighten up a couple of things, and then we're done with it. He's basically redone the entire car. Yeah, he's it's insane. He, he's a maniac, man. But the problem is when you're a perfectionist, it's tough. To cut corners. Yeah. Super hard. And, you know, that dude is just... Uh, it almost takes more effort to cut a corner than it does just do it the right <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, he's 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 pretty insane. You know, he's he's got a really, really sick attention to detail. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting That's him what on. makes his freaking build so cool, though, is his attention to detail. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking, Even his little 36 motor that he just did, like, it's, it's 
beautiful. Yeah. He know? does some he does some nice work. It's a shame so. it was pissing oil when he first did it, but it's still like Yeah, it's a beautiful. Volkswagen. It's it a, exactly. It's a Volkswagen. It's you a Volkswagen. Might, I have a saying if it ain't done twice, it ain't done right. <laughs> That's right. So what we're talking about was, you know, as I was there at the show, the experience of the Volkswagen show, if you haven't been this year it was a little bit soft because it was on Mother's Day weekend. The weather wasn't really cooperating great. But the whole experience of Volksworld is like there's usually thousands of people there. And every night after the show, there's uh, a bar kind of across the street called The Bear. It's a hotel right across the street. And uh, the room sell out super quick. But there's a big bar downstairs. And there's just, just where everybody congregates at night. And there's so many people doing such cool things over there. Um, H and R, uh, auto works. Those guys are coming on, you know, that's, uh, Jake and, um, will are the guys that are coming on. They do that. I mean, there's the, and they do like the, the, the patina rides that are all freaking gangster low. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many cool different flavors there. There's the back to the eighties guys or back to 89 dude. Uh, there's the, flat four outlaw guys. There's so, there's so many different niches just like there is here over there. So I'm really looking forward to going next year. And if you guys, um, as soon as they get the dates for next year, man, you guys ought to book your trip. Cause listen, man, I don't care. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably in your forties or fifties and we ain't getting no younger. So you better travel while you're young. It's a grand to fly out there. If that, and uh, book your trip in advance, but it's totally, totally, totally worth the trip. And the way that I did most of my everything over there was all Uber, dude. I did not rent a car. I rented a car to drive to to Bath and Stonehenge and rented a car the day I drove out to Andy's place. Other than that, man, I wake up, I buzz an Uber, bang, 16 pounds. I'm at the store or I'm at the I'm at the show. Mm-hmm. And super convenient, super easy. I never used Uber so much. Every day I'm Ubering two or three times while I'm there because we'd have them take us to some place to do some sightseeing stuff, hop in an Uber, get a drive back someplace else. And it was, it was really convenient. Now the cars that were there, there's a whole vintage section. I had a bunch of pictures of that was like tucked into one corner where they had that, uh, the solid back window car with the vented deck lid and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like an old kitty. The, flag like a type 38. I think I can't remember exactly which yeah. one it was. There was so much going on. I, mean, I was just trying to get to look at everything. I've got another video coming out of the guys that, uh, make the supercharger kit. So I've got that video queued up, ready to come out this week. Probably. That's going to be uh, super cool. It was like two grand, dude, for a complete supercharger kit. Yeah, but lacks displacement. Like it's des- you can't no, put it's designed. It's not for a big motor. It's yeah, designed for, it's like, for if you got a 1600 and you want to build a 2180 or whatever, you'd put the supercharger kit on there. Mm-hmm. You're another 40 horsepower and you're 90 horsepower and you're cruising, dude. Yeah. And you've got nice, all under deck lid, all brand new. You guys will see when I put the video out. So speaking of videos. I wonder if that would do an Ocrasa, like get rid of the dual carbs and do a a, a blower. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, you know, dude. And then dual carb run like or a mother. Ported. I bet it would. I bet boogie. <clears throat> yeah, and so I would suggest that uh, first you guys get on there. Everybody's listening to this podcast. Get on there. Subscribe to my uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. George also has a YouTube channel. You guys need to subscribe to. Um, George is putting out tutorial stuff. I'm putting out content of. Uh, interviews with people, their cars, stuff like that. We just came out with one. Chris Gosting, a guy here in town, came to one of the shows. First show he went to. He lives in Pahrump. He's from Southern California originally, if you haven't seen the video. I got a real gripe about that, bro. I didn't get filming credit. 
Yeah, George filmed it. So when you guys look at the sunlight and the thing and all that stuff, that's George, dude. That's George. That's George, glasses. bro. He got a talking to. He got a talking to, dude. I was like, don't you ever film You're the me one who stood there. Again. I was like, man, this is a bad spot to stand. Bro, I can't direct, <laughs> come up with the script and everything all at you once. You were directing, bro. So. Let's take a direction. But listen, we got some good content out there. Super, super clean notch, dude. Super clean notch. Yeah, it's for sound, home, and that for, motor. And not even I'm not even gonna put the disclaimer or the caveat in front of it of for a home build. It's just a clean notch. I don't care if it's clean. shop build or home build, it's clean. Yeah. Like the, Chris's attention to detail is he's gotta have some patience, is, bro. Yeah. He yeah. has got to have some patience because he's got a lot of attention to detail. It's very high his standards, which is good. If you're gonna build something like that, it it needs to be that way. But we his, put his AC unit under the dash. Like I hate air conditioning in VWs because the under dash part is so ugly. ugly. Yeah. Just I don't care if it's a dealer installed one or the newer ones they put out. They're ugly. They're cheap. They're plastic. They look bad. His looks clean. Yeah. It's it all does metal. Super clean. It's all formed. It has vent like legit vents in it. I was super impressed with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm excited to see him get that car get that car on the road. And he just moved. He just moved to Southern shame Nevada about that here. Corvair engine, but and. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that motor sounds so good, dude. It did sound it good. Sounds it sounds so good. I would love to see how that thing runs, man. Probably just probably, probably just torque for days. And don't you ha- own one of those? Isn't it the same thing? I mean, the car I, can't be much bigger. I that's a lot different weight wise in that car. That's a heavier car, dude. The Corvair is a heavier car. You think? Then a notch? I know, dude. Let's so. look at this up, man. This is. We'll look it up in just a second, yeah. but uh, get the Googles on this. <laughs> yeah, I'll get the Google on it. And so it, that was a that was really cool to do that. And so what I'm going to start doing, one of the things I'm going to start doing for my short 15 minute videos, I think I'm going to start first and do. Uh, Man, I'm going to do some I videos. Consider 15 minutes a long video. Like when I'm editing, I'm like, dang, I'm already up to 15. Dang no, it, they got you got at least 15 minutes. And so I'm going to do a walk around video on all my cars. I'm going to do the story of each one of my cars. And kind of a walk around, just showing the specs and all that kind of stuff. Because I've had some people like, "Hey, you need to do a walk around the carbon cab. You need to do this." Because maybe some people have never seen it. And I think that's. I think it's. I started thinking like, maybe I'll put a draggy in a car, which is the the GPS that shows you the performance specs in the car, mm-hmm. and we'll take the car and we'll just kind of run it through the specs, see how fast it goes, how fast it stops. Nothing super crazy, but like zero to sixty. You got one of those draggies? Yeah, I'm getting one. So they're not. Can't expensive. you get an app? Yeah, well, you can get it out, but the draggies are pretty accurate. They kind of you kind of mount them in the car, just temporarily. But so a lot of the guys use for their drag racing stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I just so think then it, you can break I, down the I, specs of each I one. I think your it would be. Vehicles. I think it would be cool vehicles. if I took every car that we had and I took it and ran it and did the draggy specs on it. Kind of edited the video, and at the end, I just put the specs of the vehicle, how fast it went, how quick it stopped, and then my personal opinion of how it drove, how it felt to drive, all that kind of stuff. And then maybe almost do like a ranking of the performance, the whatever, you know, because I think it's just I think it's just kind of cool. So um, keep be on the lookout for those. I'm going to start doing a bunch of those videos. And there's I may just start with all the cars job. There's so there's so many cars in Vegas that I can do videos like I did on Chris's car with the only thing I'm missing from Chris's car is a ride along in his car, like a ride along and the performance specs and stuff like that. But and we may do a follow up with that. But I think that's. I think it's a cool concept, and I've got another concept of videos that I won't mention here because I don't want to be still the concept. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put another series of videos out in the next 30 days. That'll be uh, some pretty cool videos. You guys will like them, and I think they'll be universally uh, palatable for anybody in the hobby. But uh, I'll talk to you about those off the air, George. But yeah. um, I've, I've already done a bunch of video footage for it because I've been planning on putting them out, and I just mm-hmm. didn't sit down. It's just going to be more of a voiceover video type stuff. But. Um, yeah, Volkswagen was a great time. 
YouTube channel is up and going. Make sure you guys subscribe to George's YouTube channel. The One Crazy Weekend is set and ready to go for this year. So, are we wrapping it up? No. Uh, let's go back to Volks World here. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because you were you were walking around and I was FaceTiming me. Like the level of cars inside are. Oh, uh, is there an inside and an outside? So like the there inside is. is invited cars. Explain how they lay it out. So the inside is like <clears throat> show builders that are going to be debuting cars. So like all the show cars mm-hmm. that, that you won't be driving around or get rained on, they're going to be inside. There's limited space in there. Are they invited inside or first come first serve? What do you know? That that I don't know, but I think everybody's got a spot. There's a Irv. There's a guy from the west. Uh, it's from the he's from the east coast of England, and he's got he's up there by it's an area called the the Lakes region or something like that. And this cat has got he had eight or nine cars there at the show. Full restored his son's car, customers' cars, all kinds of stuff, and. All top-notch stuff. And Irv's a guy, just a solid dude. I chatted with him for a little bit. I tried to get him upstairs to come on the podcast. He was a little shy, but he really wanted me to come out to his shop. And he says he's got a shop where he's got about 100 cars under restoration out there. It's insane, dude. Porsches and buses. How many employees has he got? He's got a fleet of employees. I would hope so. 100 restos? Oh, my God. It's nuts. I got two and I'm having a nightmare. So the next time I go out there, I'll do a shop tour. I did a little shop tour of Andy's place. So mm-hmm. I haven't put that video together yet. That'll be a short video, but I did a little shop tour kind of a thing. Shot some video of Andy spraying a car. We, we, we walked away from the Volkswagen thing, the inside, outside. But so the, on the inside, there's there's you walk through, and as you come in the main entrance, there was the two, the, there's because it's like a interior I, convention I noticed space. also the, the cars have the, the stanchions like around ropes around them. Stanchions, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So all the cars inside have stanchions around them, so you just kind of walk through these corridors. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a... A really, when I say mini, like a super mini, 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 mini SEMA show setup, like an interior setup. Yeah. And there may have been, if I had to guess, put a number on it, I'd say 60 cars inside. Inter- inside. inside. And then outside, there's another 100 cars. You know, it That's wasn't, it? well, it was, this year, usually outside is just jam packed. I mean, the whole camping area. Are is you full. saying that one crazy weekend got more cars? No, <laughs> no, I can't say that because. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know 100% because I didn't count. You know, I, I was going But you estimated about 60 to 100 cars on the inside. 60 huh? to 100 cars inside. Because, I mean, I saw videos. Uh, like, people walk around and look pretty big. It, it's big. Another 100 cars or more outside because it's two days. So, outside, the, the lineup changes each day mm-hmm. outside. And Are people still camping on site, like at the yeah. inside the racetrack? So, when you saw that video when I was out in that little parking lot, there's a little, uh-huh. little tiny, tiny, tiny swap meet. If you look in the background, I do one shot where I'm looking over. Just outside of that, across this drive, there's a huge grassy area where everybody's just out there in their campers, just camping out. So there's a big camp. I mean, there's there's hundreds. Do they still of do the rave there. things like we used to hear about back in the day and all that stuff, the DJing and whatnot? Or so not? I didn't see th- there. There was someone doing some music there, um, but it wasn't like when I went last time. They had like a big half pipe set up outside with a BMX show and a skateboard show. And how many years ago the, was that? Uh, that was in 2017. So based on that. Talking to the people, the powers that be, the people that know, they say, based on the way this year kind of worked out, it wasn't the best it could have been. Mm-hmm. And so next year, they're kind of pulling the pin on this thing and going no holds barred. So it's going way up, ramped up next year. What is the reason why it wasn't? Because of the because weather and COVID Mother's and all Day. Stuff? Weather and Mother's Day. Okay. Because Mother's Day weekend. So it kind of yeah. just flopped on that. And you know, when setting up Obligation shows, sometimes you only can get the date they'll give yeah. you for the venue. Yep. So it's a great venue to have. I, I can't. I, I love the I, advice I, we get from people. You know when you should do this? Oh, when should we do this? <laughs> yeah. 
So that uh, so that show was just great. There was so there were so many cars, and there's a big vendors thing inside on the second floor. Uh, there's they have like a, a kids play place, and then um, over on the second floor in another location, they had speakers. And I didn't get a chance to sit down with Johannes, who's the guy out of Sweden who builds. Um, just he built, he's the guy that builds a 200 horsepower, 1600 mm-hmm. revs to like 9,000 RPM and the super lightweight stuff. And he's like the, he's like the tech guy of Sweden for building like super high performance, small displacement motors. So, uh, I reached out to him via Facebook. So I met him face to face. I said, I want to get you on the podcast. And I was trying to wrap up a podcast to get up and listen to his talk. So they do a couple talks. They had, um, they had, uh, Dean Kirsten and, um, and Dave Andrews and Ron Fleming kind of go upstairs and talk about the cow looks stuff. I wasn't there. I was recording podcast during that time. So I didn't get an opportunity to, to sit around and listen to any of that, but it was, it was good. I mean, like I said, there's thousands of people come to this event and I met a ton of listeners, to the podcast, awesome. like I was, you know, my wife was kind of my wife is giving me a hard time about, Oh, you're like a celebrity up here. And I'm like, no, I'm just a car idiot with a microphone. So I'm the same as these guys here, but it it was a good time to meet the guys. I met, I met some guys from uh, the London dub club. I met some guys from uh, dead house and I met uh, just a bunch of listeners that, um, that got on the podcast and guys that haven't even uh, been on the podcast yet. I met a guy from Germany. If you, if you're on the Samba, you probably know there was a guy who owns, the oldest deluxe bus that he fully restored it. There's a big blog that he did on it. I don't know anything on it because I don't really follow the restored stuff. Yeah. This bus was in Germany and it was like a bus that the whole village knew of this bus that was in the woods and like an old homeless guy used to live in this bus. And then this guy kind of went down, followed this lore, found the bus and then dug it out. And this is one of those B pillar restorations, right? Like it had the front and the B pillar and they dug it up out of the dirt, fully restored it. And then went back for a parade that they had in the city. And this bus was in there and he tracked down some people that the, the, the previous owner for the bus and all kind of cool stuff, but it's a really cool story. And it's a, he's a German guy. And I, my plan is to get him on the podcast because it's another great story of yeah. like finding this car. And then the history of this car, like how old it is, uh, it may even have been one of the white top Sambas because the early Sambas had white tops on it. It was a chestnut brown. When you say the so top, it, from the rain gutter from up? The rain gutter up from, the from the rain line. gutter up was white. So it's hmm. chestnut ceiling wax and white. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. it's wild. The early, early deluxes are like that. So um, just so many people I got to meet over there, not to mention people that listen to the podcast. So what was one of the fun stories was, uh, I ran into the guys from the uh, from Dead House, and they were like, "Oh, dude, what's up, Bill T?" And they're all like, "Dude, I can't believe you're here." I'm like, "Yeah, bro. I'm just like, I'm like one of you idiots, bro." They're like, mm-hmm. one of our buddies just called us and said he's coming up. He said he couldn't make it to the show, but he said you were gonna be here. I'm like, "Bro, he's not here." I'm like, "Turn on your camera. Let's send him a message." <laughs> so I'm like, "Happy Saturday, bro." But where are you at? You didn't come to Volk's World, dude. I came all the way here to see you. But it was pretty funny because his buddies were just like dying. They were just like, oh, that's legit. But it was so cool to meet people that listen to the podcast. And if you listen to the podcast, you just appreciate the hobby on such a on, on such a deeper level. And I have to give a shout out to uh, Craig Watkins. Craig Watkins is a friend and he raced with 
uh, Greg Aronson, he reached out to me and I showed you the book he sent me earlier. Mm -hmm. And he, he was an engineer for Porsche's flying lizard racing team. He wrote a book about, uh, uh, Cosmo. You have the book cost. Uh, the guy's name is how you say it. Yeah. It's the Kusmal Chronicles. Man, I'm telling you right now, this book, I'm not a reader. I'm going to let you know this right now. I'm not a reader. The way it reads, Mm -hmm. it reads like you're listening, you're reading a transcript to a podcast. Super cool. It's super cool. And he just asks this, you know, he's, he's talking to this, uh, this Roland, uh, Kusmal and he was an engineer for Porsche for 36 years. The guy just had a, just a really interesting life. And it's so neat because in this book, and you guys can look it up, it's spelled K-U-S-S-M-A-U-L. And I'll put a link to where you can buy this book in the description. Totally Kusmal cool. Chronicles. Yeah, Kusmal Chronicles it's called. And he was an engineer for Porsche for years. And they go from starting with the 914s all the way to everything. And it, and it was such a cool story about it is because it shows that Porsche, their engineering they did like they wouldn't just like work on something and all right that's not working let's switch gears like they would solve the issue mm-hmm. with whatever they're working with and keep pushing through it and he makes an interesting statement in here right he says and and and, and the author of this book um craig craig Watkins, the author of this book he said he makes a statement in here he says even this is an engineer I and mean, Craig's an mm-hmm. engineer, right? He's a pretty, pretty smart guy. And he says, there's no way that I could ever learn what they learned because they were doing it as they learned. So there's a different method yeah. of learning and oh, yeah. all of the experiences going up to that, that pinnacle. When you turn a corner, like we just discovered this and all these years we've been doing that. And then when us as new school, people come to the game, we're like, Oh, everyone just does this. Well, what did you do before you did that? What did you do before you did that? And so, he says, you know, he, he didn't have enough time in his life to even get the understanding of engineering as uh, as Roland Kusmal uh, did. And it's super cool because as you're in this book, and, and so I'm looking at this book, I'm like inspired, like, dude, I can do a book. I can do a book for some of the podcast history because what he has in this book is he has photographs and stories and then he has QR codes where you can click on the QR code and it takes you to like a, in the book, yeah. a six minute video of the actual interview he's doing with the guy mm-hmm. with some other pictures that are not in the book and you're hearing him tell the story because part of what I love about the podcast that he captures in the book with those QR codes is that you people's people's mannerisms, their, their verbal speech patterns, all that stuff. When you're talking to somebody for an hour, you get to really understand the character of the person, like who they are and whether they're jovial or depressing or, you know, kind of a, a, a fun hang around guy. So it's really cool. Cause he said that was one of the reasons he wanted to have those in there. So you could actually hear his thick accent, hear all this stuff because there's a certain, it's all those pieces and parts that make an individual who they are. So it's a cool book. Check it out. It's the, uh, the Kusmal Chronicles and it's written by Craig Watkins. Check it out. It's a great book. I'm not a reader. It's an easy read. It's got rad pictures in it. And I assure you this, you're going to learn a lot about some of the development that they gain out of racing. And it it just tells these super interesting stories where, you know, Craig as an engineer there, you know, Patrick Long is racing one of their Porsches and comes in the corner and starts saying, in turn three, it's lifting on the left side. It's doing this over here. It's doing that over there. It's doing this. And Craig says, I think they should bump this down and do this. And then Roland says, 
uh, he he says to do the opposite of what the other engineer is thinking. Yeah. And he's like, and without anything, I because he gives credence to the the history that that Roland has, and he says for sure he says do you know do what he says, and you're going to turn it this way, and do you know turn it three clicks clockwise, you know, or whatever the case is, tells the guy to do what Roland suggested, and he says. I've learned that with the experience these people have, you may be thinking one thing and it's always refreshing to compare it against something. Cause you've ever worked with anybody where they say, where you think it's something that's the opposite of the way that it is. Mm-hmm. And they say, no, it's the opposite. Beca-. And then they just explain it to you where it just like, and it makes sense. Like a Place. brand new day. You're yeah. like, Oh wow. Yeah. I never sure. thought of it from that perspective. So it's just cool stories like that that are in there. And, and again, that's part of the, the passion that's really fueled, doing the podcast and getting the interviews. Cause when you're talking to these people and like the one, you know, a little sneak peek for like doing the auto house, right? Auto house started when, you know, Ron Rosevere and his uh, brother, they were selling stereos. Like he worked for Craig electronics, like Craig stereos, yeah, Craig. And they started a little stereo shop him and his brother started a partnership as a stereo shop and then some Japan some Japanese guy walks in one day and has VW exhaust. He's like, Hey, say these shiny chrome exhausts and you can buy them super cheap. And he's like, Man, Volkswagen and, and he was a Volkswagen driver. He drove mm-hmm. dr- he bought the first Volkswagen that was available in Utah, I think it was, and he drove it to Southern California when he relocated to Southern California to, to work there. It's just such a cool story. And then it's like it's this it's this flash of a business opportunity. And then boom, he goes into business to only not only become like Auto House. When you hear the story of what they did with Auto House and like it was a different world back then and he was doing cutting edge stuff. Like not only did he own Auto House, but he his wife, who was his girlfriend at the time that he hired from a graphic school, she did graphic house because everything was catalogs then. Mm-hmm. So he started a company making catalogs. So not only was he making catalogs, he's making his competitions catalogs, making everybody's ca- had a separate company yeah. that was doing mail order catalog, like just doing catalogs. So, and then that's how I was. I'm trying to think who I was talking to, and he's like, "Well, yeah, that's how VW Trends started," because Ron Rosevere knew was having. I think he was having Graphic House make his catalog for his biker parts. He sold motorcycle parts, mm-hmm. and and. Tom McMullen is the guy that started VW Trends Magazine. And so it was like, I'm making this catalog for motorcycle parts. Hey, we're going to make one for Auto House, but we're going to put VW stuff. And then it it ends up being like, you know, VW Trends Magazine. So there's there's all this evolution comes from there. He was one of the, he, I don't know who in those days was going to like, um, I can't think of the name of the muffler shop. Um like four tuned exhaust or one of those guys, he would go to him and say, well, I want you guys to make these exhausts, but I want you to put them in boxes with auto house names on them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, so you're now you're private labeling stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're doing all this stuff. And then he started doing, um, consignments with like Bill Stein and all these guys. He's like, yeah, I'll sell your carburetors. You just got to give them to me up front to, you know, as I sell them, I'll send you the payment for, you know, so it's like, we got it in stock. You know, it was, just, it was such a different time of, parts and manufacturers stuff like that and then when he got somebody that was going to leave i'm giving too much away the podcast but when somebody's going to leave like his manager's going to leave he's like 
why don't you just open your own store? We'll let you open it under the name Auto House and just buy your stuff from me. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, instead of lose the business, like, yeah. hey, let's use my name. You go over there. You already got the brand and just buy your parts from me. And you can buy other parts from other people, but we'll supply all your Auto House stuff, your race trim stuff. all. And so that's how, like, it's such a neat story of how it just built from, like, Hey, we could get we we could buy a hundred of these. You know, he buys a hundred mufflers. He's like, "What are we doing with these hundred mufflers?" But it's so crazy. Not how hundred VWs in town? How all these things start, and that's the part because I don't know. Any, Auto House is way before our time. You know, we yeah. we were, in, but they shut down in like eighty three, eighty four. You know, so it's like, and they opened up in sixty four. So um, John Lazenby, who's going to be coming on the podcast, he he's DKP one store manager. Auto House, and then he's got a, a a lot of history in the VW world, a mm-hmm. lot. And so, there's a lot of people in the history. There's the names you know, mm-hmm. and there's names you're not. Like, how many people have you been introduced in? Just listen to the podcast that you didn't even Everybody. know who they were. Everybody, because there's the, the but, uh, there's the STP right. The you've always S- studied it. You've always studied it. It's and this, I was just I, I'm obviously a VW enthusiast, right? But just but on the I surface. didn't worry about the minutia of it. Like I'm. Right. Let's look at what's what's right here. What's happening now? Yeah, and and <clears throat> never really got into history. Yeah, no, the, that's that's coming from an outsider coming in. That's the thing that I appreciate about it because these people I don't know. Even the Ricky James one. That was a great <laughs> listen. <laughs> I don't know Ricky James. James. <laughs> I saw his bus. I'm like, oh, that thing's sick. And then you Ricky, find out that thing was done in the nineties. Ninety two. Yeah. Ninety two. Narrowed beam. Porsche brakes. Like yeah. all this stuff. And, and and George Schmidt, another guy with the butcher shop. I talked to him for probably thirty minutes. On the there's so many times where I'm done talking to somebody, pitching them to do the podcast. I look at the phone. We've done forty minutes already. And like we should and have they, just recorded it. And they've done these little blurbs of these. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. This gold. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm thinking like, I wish I was recording this right now. Or did the, you take notes when you make those calls? These, hopefully. No, because a lot of times I'm just. Driving, and I'm like, hey, oh. you know, I wanted to talk to you. So George Schmidt should be coming on soon. I mean, I've got so Who's many George people. Schmidt? He's the butcher shop. Okay, he's one of the first oh, guys. The butcher shop. Do you ever remember that panel bus that used to be at the shows that had a big? The, it was painted red and black and had the the supercharger, the Jetson yeah, supercharger. Jetson that supercharger was his logo. bus. Yeah. So he's been doing narrowed beams since I mean early '90s on buses yeah. and stuff like that. Like. We there's a lot of history that that bus was laid out right like it was <laughs> yeah. rockers were on the ground. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that one was body dropped. Well, if that I remember. well, like I said, he's been involved with a and lot. He had of stuff. some crazy tubs in the interior. And it? no, I'm not sure because back then they were running small wheels. They just run small mm-hmm. wheels to get them lower. But we'll get the story on that bus. But he's also George at the butcher shop. He when I was talking to him because Alex with flat for me to turn me on to him. And I was like, okay. yeah, I, I've heard of George, but I don't know who he is. I've heard of the butcher shop Then I ran into him at Aaron's place down at Foothill fabrication. Mm-hmm. And so we started talking and I'm like, yeah, I like to just get your history. Cause for me, it's sometimes I don't even know who they are. I'm like, I like to get yeah. your history and find out what you're doing. And then we started peeling back the letters and, and it's like, Oh, we were at that same show together, but I didn't even know who you were. And you mm-hmm. were one of the guys that was doing this. And he eventually has gone into doing like he does a lot of barn door restorations, like really rare barn door stuff. Um, he's been involved with a lot of restorations. And he said one of the guys he builds cars for in New York, he's like, oh, you know, um, you need to go on that guy's podcast. The guy that does the podcast with the stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy in New York that listens to the podcast that has a collection of Volkswagen. So. Um, I'm Shout out to dude in New York, bro. <laughs> yeah, and he told me his name, and I can't remember off the top of my head. But, right. but this, he's listening. He this, knows who he is. This is the parts. These are the parts and pieces that 
I love so much of the hobby on top of how quickly the hobby changes, how tomorrow there could be some find of some rare coach built or some bug that nobody knew existed or the Freddie flies one, right? Freddie flies. I keep saying Freddie flies for the, when I did Frederick Peters with the EBI guy, okay. European bugging. And they start, and they start talking about that bug that was built in Belgium and it was a 65 only and it had an Ocrasa motor in it. Did you listen to that podcast yet? Or are you behind, bro? Is that last week's? Uh, Frederick Peters, week before last. The okay. guy, he's got the Belgian accent. Heavy Belgian accent. It talks about European bug in. I don't know if I listen to that one. Yeah, because he talks about they talk about. I sp- am behind him. I let's talk dubs, but only like two get weeks. Get it together, bro. Know, get so your this life was right, in the last. Yeah, get your get life, life right. right dude. Get your life right, bro. I'm about to fire you. Doing, this dude? close to getting fired, George. This close to yeah. getting fired. Then I will hire you back for the. <laughs> what next am one. I going to do without that check? <laughs> so, but he talks about. He talks about that, um, and here's the crazy part: they were uh, they were on the cover of Hot VWs, and the cover of Hot VWs does not say. Rare Mach 1 Beetle built only in Belgium. That would make you look at the cover and go, wow, what's so rare about this? Ask the question, what's so rare? And you start looking at it. It's just too. Why aren't you a magazine editor? It's not even that. It's like, what I'm saying is like, what you're selling, you're selling something. What's the same thing with. uh, Creighton Mueller's first chop top bug. It was in it was in the magazine. A blip, yeah. A and blurb. everybody has it. It's a 2013 issue of Hot VWs. It's like this funky purple, red and purple one, and the pictures. And you don't get it. And if on the cover of the magazine they had the black and white insert of the first picture that was taken, and it says, "Is this the first chop top bug ever?" You'd read the article. Yeah. You'd read it just to see what it was. You would look at it because before you look at it and you're thinking like, oh, this is a Midwest build. No big deal. It's done with a style that doesn't really resonate with anybody. Well, then if you look at it through the lens of understanding what it is, like this is the first chopped bug built in 1955, 54. It's like, whoa, that's why all the wiring is white. Yeah. That's why he converted it to right-hand drive. He body dropped it. He, you know, he channeled it. He... Uh, like, oh, there's a dimple in the deck lid. Why? Because he body dropped it and the pulley Motors was going to, yeah. I mean, it's like there's so many things about it that you can't appreciate unless you're reading every page of the magazine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of us don't do that. We're kind of get lazy, just look at the glossy pictures and then you're out. You know? I lost faith in the magazines when we did Bull Run. So, and they didn't want to cover it. I couldn't believe that. Well, <laughs> when you called him when we got back, I, I was like listening to you and you're like, and I think we were talking to RK at one of the shows, and it was like, eh, yeah, we, eh. The bus like was this already. whole like, eh, thing about it. Like, we're about to be on national TV. Like, I know it's not ABC or CBS, but it was still a, I think a cable event, TV show. I think show. eventually they put like a little blurb in the. Did in they? The, I think. I'm not even Maybe. 100% sure. That was insane to me. Yeah, but. When um, I saw that, I said, ah, oh, these magazines all suck, huh? <laughs> well, it, listen. It, <laughs> I don't it, know if y'all know this, but y'all kind of suck. It, it's, it's a platform where. It's for the hobby, and it's don't get me wrong. I love it magazines. Should be, it should be. It should be. There, there's got to be a, a bit of what's contemporary and what's going on in there. So um, it should make you want to crack it open. Yeah, it should motivate you to do something, or yeah. or kind of give you some perspective on some history and the history stuff. It's hard because people don't read, and now with a podcast, you can just flip it on, and yeah. while you're driving to your next destination, I used to be a reader. I don't read anymore. Yeah. It's just too oh, much for my eyes, but also like I just don't read. Like I, I used to read every night. Yeah, bro, you're blind as a mother, dude. I'm getting there, dude. So old age, bro. Fifty in like three weeks. But oh, yeah, that's right. Fifty. Getting old. It's fifty. Old, bro. It's fifty. So, 
Um, but yeah, other than that, um, Volksworld was great. The uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to go. So I'm going back. I'm going yeah. back in September for the Air Mighty show. Lucky you. So you guys will get your Let's Talk Dubs exclusive, bro. And by that time, if you deadbeats go, listen to me. You haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel. Go, go subscribe to it because once I get up to this thousand subscribers, I can uh, I can YouTube live. And my plan will be to YouTube live some of these events when I go out there and just, just kind of carry the camera along with me and do a walk around and talk around on these cars. And I take you guys to Belgium, take you guys to Holland with me. So is that really a thing? You have to have a certain number of subscribers yes. to live it, huh? To do a, to live stream. Yeah. Hmm. You can't just be clogging well, I mean, up their server with some Why nonsense. people do all the time on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram, something like that you could do. Boy, it. the tears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like so-and-so's going live like, Nope. Yeah. Someone's going live. Nope. And usually everybody's got the camera sitting still for like five minutes. Like, we got people on yet? We yeah. got people on? Are we ready? Are we everybody ready? ready? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and maybe they're doing it right. Sure. I'm doing it wrong. I just fire away. You know what like I mean? Fire. But Short and sweet, man. To the yeah. point. So recent things that I have been up to, you guys saw that I was at the bug in recently. And when I was at the bug in down there, I picked up some, uh, some five-spoke ET wheels. And those are going to go on the... Beetle Barn bus. I'm going to be dropping the Beetle Barn bus about four inches. We're going to do straight axle kit in the back. No man drop. So, um, and matter of fact, but before I do that, I think we're headed out next week to uh, Moab. We're going to be headed out to Moab to go check out that uh, Ottinger kind of get together thing over there. So I talked to Tony Brown, a um, bunch of those guys from Utah going out there. So I want to meet a bunch of those dudes out. And I'm going to tow out the limo bus out there so I could take uh, old Beetle Barn bus out there, which would be pretty cool to have everybody check yeah. it out. And I always get torn because I look at it and I think, like, this thing looks so nice with all <laughs> new window rubber and all that. You know what I mean? And not look all bad and crusty. Bad thing. Huh? That wouldn't be a bad thing to change all the window rubber. Yeah. Ready, set, go. Because so. he knows somebody. Yeah. So uh, besides that, I think we're going to be taking the Gia over to Georgia's shop pretty soon. I just want to get... I want to get all the parts and pieces, get it rolling. I got like I just need the wheels powder coated the right color or painted to match. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get the, need to get that sea blue. Send them over to the shop. Well, get they're already powder coated. We can always scuff and shoot paint on them. Yeah, all yeah, the prep work's done to no, them. No, no, no. Or I, get them blasted clean again. I, I well, no, just I would just scuff them, just scuff them yeah. and shoot them, and then um, I want to. But then after I was going to Volks World, dude, I saw that Type 34 again. and I thought, you know, what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cut the lips. I'm gonna cut the face off them wheels and three piece them mothers. <laughs> yeah, that's right, George. But broke his neck off his shoulders. He just snapped his neck. Like what? Say what? Yeah, once you see a multi-piece wheel on a car, you just can't go back to regular wheels. Well, everybody got they mul- just change you, bro. Everybody's got. They just bro. change you, bro. Every girl at the mall has multi-piece BB- BBS wheels. Don't get excited, dude. You ain't the first. Oh, right? You wish, bro. Well, I, we're talking about Listen, next level stuff. Some of us are forging paths. No, others following not, them, bro. I was doing seventeens when you were seventeen, bro. Get, get were you? pull it together, dude. Were you, bro? I want you to take both hands and pull it together. Now, listen. The gangster boogie stuff is taking wheels in three piece and wheels that they don't make in a three piece. That's the gangster. Listen, boogie I'm just stuff. busy hand fabricating steering wheels for a bus. Okay, <laughs> steering oh, columns. So, so <laughs> we'll run through my project list real quick. Is it's getting stacked? It's getting deep. I still got George. We're Today still... I was working on the hydraulic pump, getting the mounting under the seat. Yeah, I made the panel for holding the switches. It's going to go right side of the steering wheel. Yeah, we're um, we're uh, I actually got to go to McFadden Dale in the morning and get hardware for yours because of course why wouldn't it have Standard hardware nah, on the bottom. It's only $7,000, dude. No need to, and I was no going need, to put, no need to put two M10 1.5s on the other side of it, and I said, no way. I need to go get the exact same hardware, so at least holding the... Inside what? To hold the hydraulic pump to the body. Oh. Two of them actually go yeah, but through I th- but, but I think and need, mount to I, the pump. I think pump. you need to rubber mount it. 
It needs to be rubber. I'd rather have a rubber That's fine. mountain. I'm gonna, I'll get isolators from there too. Just get a just get a thick piece of rubber. Just get a mm, one square foot. They probably sell an isolator foot. for it. Just sell a just get a one square foot pad of rubber to put underneath it. I think that'd be I think that'd be better because it'd absorb a little bit of vibration too. But uh, so the bull run bus, the bull run bus will be ready by October. I think by October we'll have it painted. At, yeah, yeah. Well, help me paint it quick. My boy KPD is gonna knock it out the park, dude. All right. We'll run it. As soon as you got a steering wheel in that, dude, that's going right down yeah. the KPD and getting painted, dude. Yeah, we tried that one already. We're working on a steering wheel. So we're, we're doing that. My part's done, dude. I'm the doing what I can do. The bull run bus is getting lowered. But this weekend, we're going to go to that Ottinger thing. So, But it's going to get lowered and get put on those big big daddy five The bull run bus is already lowered. That thing is laid out. You meant the beetle barn bus. Beetle barn bus. Okay. And uh, I'm going to – we're going to be putting that thing – on those five spokes, dropping a little bit, and then I'll do the interior in it, and then I'm going to leave it like that as much as it pains me not to redo the whole thing. I'm going to leave it like that. I may respray the roof. I'm going to take the roof racks and rip them off that thing so it's a nice, it's a big, long bullet. And then I picked up a Myers Manx. So I, I ended up getting a Myers Manx, an original Manx, and it's in my backyard right now, and I'm thinking – I don't know. I got it for a good deal, and I'm thinking I don't know what I'm doing with it right now. But it's all there. It needs to be assembled. Still a lot of work on it. But I was almost thinking that would be a perfect platform to bass boat flake that thing, and do kind of a retro rod and put that Lee Layton supercharged motor in the back of that just for a display car. That'd be so cool yeah. to do. Do a very uh, '60s Gasser theme looking yeah, paint job. Just something that. cool and have that motor in. Was there. that a Gasser car, the Scorpion? Was it a gasser? Well, I don't know. Or a rail? I, I can't tell you because it was, it was in a rail. The Scorpion okay, a rail. was in a rail. Yeah. Right. So I've got that. I've got, I bought a Puma, not Puma. A TC. A TC Gia, which I may see if uh, Big Brian can meet us over there in. Uh, Moab? In Moab. Cause he's, he's got, nowhere near him. Oh, yeah. Salt Lake. Oh, no, he's not in Salt Lake, bro. Where's he's, he at? He's in, Colorado, he's in um, uh, what's it called? Colorado. Grand Junction. Colorado Springs. Okay. So he's got to go through to. Yeah. It's the, we're on the east way. side of Utah when we go to Moab. So right. Yeah. We're, we're going to, we're going to do something like that. And I'm going to go, I'm, I got to pick up that. And then I got from Mike up in Pennsylvania. I sent him all the rockers and all that stuff for the GTV bugs. He's going to be doing that. Cause later this summer, my wife and I are going to go back East and drive the GTV bug back across. And she was super, like she was fired up yesterday, bro. I'm telling you right now. I was talking about the podcast and she's all, she's in vacation mode, bro. Mm -hmm. Since we went to Europe and she was like, you need to get the bull run bus, the bull run bus on back on the road. And we'll just take that thing across country and do podcasts. Like and, blah, 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 blah. and I said, well, yeah, let's do that. But we just gotta, I gotta get the bus done first. So, but that'd be rad. I think yeah. that, and I think that's what I might do. Once I get it done, I'll just hit the road and start doing podcast. I mean, how cool would that be? Right. You'd watch that show. Wouldn't you? It's, it's what we're working on it for. Right. Van life, living that van life, driving, Sleeping, Mobile podcasting, podcast studio, bro. everything, bro. Mobile podcast. Studio. Nah, bro. I'm gonna get a. Clean and I, I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get a. Uh, I'm really. Hey, I'm really, just just move my underwear off that microphone. You can yeah, talk into it. Right. You might peel those off of there. I might peel those off. Of there. Hang on, let me knock these dirty socks. <laughs> yeah, I sleep back here. Can you tell? <laughs> so, yeah, George thinks he's funny. You got money. You get a hotel room, right, bro? Yeah. So I think that would be cool to do. Uh, I definitely once the once the rolling <laughs> bus is done, dude. I'm gonna, George is cracking himself up. Just the visuals <laughs> of the mics, the mic boom arm with underwear. <laughs> Bro, that's what it's like in prison, dude. You gotta dry your stuff. You gotta dry your stuff, dude. Whatever, hey, man. 
whatever it takes, bro. Whatever it takes, dude. That's what that's what I learned, dude. All the pop outs are open. <laughs> Socks on each one. Socks on each pop out, hanging to dry, dude. It's Florida, dude. It never dries. Yeah, you got jail flat. bars in the back. What else are they there for? But uh, what other projects do I have? Oh, and I think uh, too many. I think the other thing that's going to happen. See, the transmission needs to be rebuilt in Future Shock. That's got to happen. Mine's Otherwise, it just, just leaks needs to be profusely. resealed, bro. Well, regardless, it needs to be taken I gotta out. I got to drop fixed. it. I got. I got to get that done before before uh, October. So that car. Yeah. So what's going to happen is I got to get the gear. I got to pull the wheels out. Go get them powder coated. I got to go to my guy that still has my glove box, so I can go get the paint matched, and then take that to get. The wheels painted to match so I can put tires on them so I can get the brakes on the car so I can get it rolling over to your shop so I can just have you start working on get that thing put together because they ain't never going to get put together sitting over here, dude. No. There's too much stuff in the way, dude. I mean, I'll get fired up and put like an emblem on and then walk away. But, uh, yeah, gas me out, bro. Gas me out. Done. <laughs> so, and then uh, Buddy, hopefully Buddy will get my split to me in the next you know, a month or so. I'm hoping he's got to paint the fenders. Uh, so I get the split. Jeez, I got too many cars, bro. You do really do. Whew. So the GTV is, you're not that uh, rich. No. Well, yeah. they're bro. They're all folks. Like these are all single digit cars. But we ain't talking like these are five digit cars. You know what I'm I don't think a split falls under that category. So five, this is four digits, dude. That's a, these are four digit cars. dude. The, the split, the split I paid $12,000 for. It's got a Mandy suspension underneath front and back. It's got a Berg 5-speed in it. Count it's got my, a Type 4 motor. It, like, come on now. Bro, if you spent it, if you, <laughs> <laughs> if you spent it, if you spent it more than 10 years ago, it don't it matter. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's like free. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like I got, got it, it back. It's like a sponsorship. I got it back. I sponsored me. Yeah, that's money <laughs> under the bridge, bro. I mean, and I just think like, man, if I was just taking that money and put it into an IRA, where would if it be only. Today? But listen, you'd you can't be in the same spot, a little boringer look, than you are bro, now. You can't drive an IRA, dude. I'm nope. Show you <laughs> nope. So, yeah, this year could be a big year for me. It could be a big year. But the Gia TC, I think that the Gia TC, I'm half tempted to, to get Hey, the, man, can we, <laughs> can we just finish one of the three you have going right now before we bring another one into the mix? <laughs> listen, the Gia TC. Do you think maybe? The Gia TC is going to be. Because let me guess. The the Corvair is somewhere in this mix too. Like, well, you know, all I want to do is just do a little something on the turbo over there. No, I've got a carburetor come for the other uh, side. Okay. I've come for the Corvair, but the Corvair been running good until like I think a rocker fell off. I'm not sure, dude. I was living my <laughs> Hang life on. driving that car. Dude. A rocker fell off of that, and no, the just, chop just rod. No, I just said just mine. I thought the rag chop had a rocker come no, off. No, rag chop's fine. Oh. I'm talking about the Corvair, bro. Stop. All right. Man. You don't listen. That's dude. what I was thinking. You are I was like, man, old. I am. You don't see now. <laughs> you don't listen. See now and retarded. What do you want from me? <laughs> careful, dude. Careful. But, uh, hey, self deprecating. I can't you, be canceled you, for that. What are you working on? Oh, some black and red bus. Really annoying. <laughs> George Just crack. having to George, make all kinds George of silly parts from scratch. No George big deal. slap happy tonight. That's only 11 o'clock at night. What's that? <laughs> It's nine, bro. He's 50 already. He's like, it feels like 11. Ah, we got uh, Thorns buses so close to getting to paint. A yeah. few more blocking sessions on the outside. Exterior's all epoxied. I got the kid working on seam sealing right now. Yeah. We're moving along. And then um, anything happened with the right-hand drive car? That's on hold for right now. The right-hand drive is on hold, unfortunately. Um, he lives in a very different world than we do. Yeah. Um, and he's dealing with a lot of restrictions and whatnot that are affecting They're still doing all the COVID nonsense over there, too? He, just like two weeks ago, they got released from wearing masks. 
two weeks ago when he texted me. I was like, holy moly, are you, are you serious? Yeah, that's crazy, dude. And unfortunately, his business um, is not being subsidized by the government like they did here in America. Wow. So that's we, you, there's priorities in life. He's got a family and stuff first. I said that all comes first. I'm not even charging him rent. I'm not charging him anything to keep it there because I understand he's in a he's in a predicament right now. But it will get done. It will. Well, I'm uh, I'm uh, got, I've got my plate full with that. But I was talking about the Gia TC, which you just try to laugh all over and all that stuff. The, oh. Gia, the Gia TC, listen to me, listen carefully. Can we save it for another podcast? <laughs> the, the Gia TC. What's probably going to happen with the Gia TC? It's going to get lowered. Put some wheels on it, uh-huh. and I'm going to sell it. Type and three. I, what's the chassis? Type one or type three? It's a type one chassis with a type three motor in the back. Is it going to be link pin or ball joint? Do you know? Uh, I think it might be ball joint. Yeah. Because it's four lug. I have a beam for it if you need to, four inch. Narrowed? Built it myself. A ball joint beam? Yeah. Oh, just one of the leftover wagon ones from way back in the day? Yep. All right. Adjusters. I built it with a Fertilin and I wasn't happy with the welds on it. Adjusters? In it. It's, a, it's built. It's I'm thinking about I'm thinking about doing a, a cow look action. Just on the it. beam, though. We need I think about doing a cow look action on these silver center lines on there, dude. What do you think about the polished center lines? The four lug center lines I got over there. <clears throat> I think it might look pretty. It's funny. Di- I have a guy came in looking for four lug center lines today. No, four lug flat center lines or four lug full customs like I got, dude. I don't know what full custom. Oh, oh, you got well, some razzmatazz like, out there. <laughs> razzmatazz. <laughs> like a, they're like a eight, like an eight hole or whatever. Where'd you call me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, other than that, man, there's a ton of podcasts coming out. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people at the uh, go and check out this Audinger thing with the, in Moab. So I'll bring a lot. I'll, I'll get a lot of video put out for that. So that's going to be pretty cool. Um, apparently, there's a big car show that they do in Moab. That's just a universal car show. So a bunch of hot rodded guys show up over there. And Tony was telling me today, he's like, bro, if you bring that limo bus, people are going to go crazy because everybody's like cruising up and down the main boulevard over there because it's Moab, mm-hmm. middle of nowhere. I think Moab stands for middle of nowhere, uh, basement of Utah. <laughs> <laughs> just throw letters but, in <laughs> Whatever. It's nowhere, dude. There's like nothing going on out there. But it'd be cool to go to that, go to that work, go to that uh, dude's place, that Ottinger's place, and see those busts in the rafters and all that stuff. Yeah. That's pretty rad. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and um, I think that's, uh, I think that's it, dude. Is there anything else we wanted to discuss? That uh, go check out the underscore wagon on YouTube. YouTube check yeah. out my channel. Mm-hmm. Give it a follow if you're feeling froggy. Go to letstalkdubs.com and pick up some. Uh, Get your stuff reserved for the car show. I've already got people reserved for the car show. Lots of people already reserved for the car show and the spot meet. And this year, oh, one thing I did want to talk about. Get your about. rooms booked, people. One, Seriously. Yeah. Before, we can't make special calls the Orleans for everybody who waited We're not, the last I'm not minute. going to. I can't. Yeah. It's going it, to, it's going to, compared. For, You're going to learn the hard way, people. <laughs> compared to last year, <laughs> compared to last year, it's going to sell out now. Yeah. This year, we're doing something different. I'm using a software called Car Show Pros which is going to have a placard in your window that's going to have a QR code and people will be able to vote for your car. There's a three mile limit. So people can't just take the QR code, send it out to all their buddies and have them vote. It only works within three miles of the radius, but I'm going to use that for part of the, maybe top 20 picks or something like that. I may go up to top 30 picks. Why not? Give me your thoughts on it. Because it can be a popularity contest. And I don't like that. I think the way we did it before with people walk around and, and I truly really, picking the top 20 cars out of it is the way to do it. When you I, do something like people's choice or whatever, friends let friends make no, friends win. And that's annoying. I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think that's, I don't think that's the case. 
Um, you will always get the ones that don't, but you you always get a couple guys that will. Yeah. Like they chase trophies and like, hey, you vote for my car. They really push it. Like, hey, man, take it easy, dude. You know, because yeah, that means but, any but, spectator but, that walks by, if some guy's just sitting in front of his car jocking in, like, hey, man, give my car yeah, a vote. Yeah, but I, but I give think, my car a vote. But give I my think car a vote. Those are just those are just a top top X amount, whether it's gonna be twenty, fifty, or whatever it's gonna be, depending on turnout of cars. Because there's a lot of nice cars, and people need to get some sort of acknowledgement for bringing out a super nice car that, that no one wouldn't come yep. out. Now, I'm almost thinking we will have a separate dedicated. So, so this year we will we will probably do um, a best of show, possibly best paint. We'll do best of show, best paint, best interior, most unique, probably we'll do most unique. So, and I can put all those things on there. And what you can do when you click on that QR code, you will pick what you want to categorize that that thing mm. for we're mucking it up so no Technology's i think it, I, I, I think it's gonna make it easy I it sounds like it i hope it does i just don't like i don't like the tom fuller and shenanigans of people being able to get like have their entire club vote on a car we've been witness to it in our own friend circle so yeah. that's why i'm just not a fan of it i just like it because it, it, it i thought of it from the standpoint of tourists coming in mm-hmm coming out there to look at the cars how about and, we say the average person spectator's can choice Instead, of, like it, it can't be people that are in the car show. So if you, so, well, I guess you really anyway, can't restrict it. We're we're working that out because I like the I like the ability for people that come and look at your car that can just quickly do a little yeah, QR code and vote for your car. Mm-hmm. I just think that's do cool. they have to download an app and everything to no, vote for it. No, it takes you right to a site, like, and you just click that. And I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, so as we start rolling out car show registration sixty days before or thirty days before the event. You'll get an email that will send you a link to fill out your car show profile, which would be upload a picture of your car so that when you come to the show, once you've pre-registered, you will have a pre-printed placard for your car that has that goes in your window. It's your registration number. It's got a picture of your car. It's got the QR code. It's got your specs on there, the name of the, your name, any special stuff. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. That That's the part that I like that about like that. it. Yeah. I just don't like the... I like the QR code. You're too concerned with the... I think, I think people... When we just do a top 20... It should truly be the top 20 best cars out there, in my opinion. Yeah, but so maybe we do a top 20 of our pick, and then we do people's, we also do some people's choice. Like maybe awards. a top 10 of people's choice. Top five people's like choice. Top five, yeah. I don't want to get to, we we'll see. And not everybody needs a participation trophy. No, I'm not, it's not for people that need it. I think for people that bring something out that, it, because it equalizes the playing field for people that bring something that might be not quote unquote all cool in the VW world, Mm -hmm. but to the average person, they really like it and those people can get recognized. So, but we'll work it out by the time you get get to the show in October. That's what we're going to be going for. So there's some new stuff to be looking at. We'll see. Maybe this could be the new way, but I I met this guy at the SEMA show. I talked to him. I said, dude, I want to use your software at my car show. And so I called him. We set up the event. It's on carshowpro.com right now. It's not live to set up for the event yet. Um, it'll be. It, it, I'm working with some stuff, and we're going to do a training on the backside of it to see what it's going to take to get it to work. But I think it's pretty. It's pretty. You know, pretty good setup the way it's going to be. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I think I I would like like if I was at a show and I was just walking through, I would love to be able to just like. Oh, this is a cool car. This guy put a lot of work into it. Bing and give him a vote. I think that'd be cool. I think it's a cool way to do the show. No, you know? all right. We'll discuss all that stuff after. We'll take a look at it. But there's there's lots of cool stuff coming up. Um, uh, tons of new podcasts coming. So you guys are gonna get ready. Um, I, I 
I'm looking forward to the day that I have so many banked, I'm going to start dropping two a week. <clears throat> and uh, Wouldn't you say that where you're at now, though? <clears throat> you have like three or four banked right now? I'm not to the point. What if I drop two a week? Then in two weeks, I start make sure getting the grind. And then you, you can't kick but up. But you two, already have interviews set up. You can't kick up two a week and then keep it going at two a week. Then it'd be two a week, but a little sprinkle of hey man, a little it is a listener appreciation. I'm dropping this bonus. one today. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to be every week. All right, bro. The first one's coming out this week. It's gonna be me with a phone call. George didn't know it was being recorded. <laughs> 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 there you go. <laughs> so. Well, cool, guys. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the support. I appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. And make sure you guys share this podcast with a friend. I want to give a couple shout-outs for some people that have supported uh, this week. Let me pull them up here right quick. And our first one that I wanted to thank here is... Let me see here. I got my... Now I got my, you're trying to give me my glasses, George? You're trying to give me my glasses? You got that Clint Eastwood squint going oh, on right now. by the way, dude, right I just there. ordered some stuff on Instagram, dude. I ordered a little uh, Bluetooth your TV screen to the screen on your thing. We're going to see if that's a ripoff. Bluetooth to what? Like uh, one of those things where you uh, plug your phone in and, it's, and it scans right to your, uh, and it shows up on your flat screen on your, on your car. So it's probably bull crap, but who knows? We're going to find out, right? So I wanted to give some shout, shout outs. outs to some people um, that are going to be coming out. Well, let's see. Most of these people are uh, are registering for the show. Where did I go here? Did I get rid of everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got we got a couple of vendors already signed up for the event. So who are and those this, vendors? And this year we're gonna have we're gonna have some. Uh, we will have vendors as well. So. Um, yeah, tons of tons of stuff. I've got uh, man. Let me see where I'm at here. I ain't tied George. George, keep him busy. Riveting podcast. <laughs> George, this is this is your time when you step. Oh, by the way, there was I, when I did the podcast with Fred uh, Frederick Peters. I talked about a book that he had in there that was a book that was uh, written by his friend, and it's the Old Speed book, and it's about performance Beatles. And you can find that book on Arden Renan, A-R-D-E-N-N-E-N-R-E-N-N-E-N, right? Arden, Ardenin Renan is what it's called. Super A- easy. Yeah, super easy. Rolls off the tongue. A-R-D-E-N-N-E-N-R-E-N-N-E-N. So that's where you can pick up that book for the Old Speed uh, Beatles, a book written about performance Beatles, bless me. And uh, that's the one that we talk about that's got the Mach 1 Beetle that was built in Belgium only and a bunch of other performance models that were built in the same, uh, in in like that same deal. So there's uh, definitely lots of stuff to come up. Wanted to uh, give a shout out to Brent Cook for supporting the podcast. Also, uh, Michael Hartman uh, for supporting the podcast. And... Uh, Brian Gardner, uh, lots of people supporting the podcast and I appreciate those guys. So we will, uh, be back next week with some podcasts and probably more stuff. And hopefully if I get a chance to get some of the, uh, Audinger story for the podcast, that would be super cool. It's a family that was doing bus tours out in the, I think sixties and seventies out there in Moab. So take people out actually in the rocks with their bus. 
We'll see. I may take the uh, the limo bus out there <sighs> into the it. dirt. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna be trying to jump it, bro. You see what people crawl over? Yeah, it's, I yeah, crawl, it's a little bro. aggressive. I crawl, dude. A little aggressive. I crawl. I know what's up, dude. Talking to the crawl, mm-hmm. the mall crawler right here. Yeah. So, anyway, guys, appreciate you guys. Uh, don't forget to support our sponsors. And if you want to support the podcast, go to letstalkdubs.com and click on the merch tab to support. And I got a couple of medium shirts that were on back order, so I got those being made for my guy up in uh, Kevin Lang uh, Lang Lois up in. Uh, Salt Lake, I didn't forget about you, dog. I got your shirts coming. So sorry about the delay. My shirt guy, there was a little miscommunication with me and him, and I just rectified it today. So I should be getting them in the next couple of days. Other than that, guys, until next week. Later. You probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen. Volkswagen.